0: Welcome to an
1: Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy and healthy life. Not as disabled people, but as people with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple.
0: Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How are you feeling today, my friend? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. We have got a good one for you today. Today we have with us Jim Gavin. He's the founder and CEO of Key of Awesome Music. Now, you're probably saying... Hmm, Jimmy, I think I've heard that name before. You certainly have. Jim has been on the podcast with us before. Jim was with us a couple of years ago when he was uh, struggling to get his business off the ground. That was back during the pandemic. When people, people were closing up their businesses, they were shutting the windows, they were locking the front doors, they were going out of business and Jim was just starting. you're saying what kind of business starts during the pandemic? He was teaching music to children with developmental disabilities, and the kids loved him. they absolutely loved him. He had videos on YouTube, he was struggling though, like everybody else because he couldn't get to the kids, so he was doing it virtually he was you know he wasn't making, <laughs> he wasn't making a killing that was for sure he was a struggling artist but he w- he kept it he kept going with it it was i think it was the l- the love of the music and the love of dealing with the kids that kept him going it certainly wasn't the money at the time that's the, that's for sure but he loved dealing with the kids and he kept his business going. It was a struggle. It was hard for him and his wife and his, his, his son. And, but they kept it up. They kept going and kept going. They kept up plugging away at it and doing the best they could. Slowly but surely, his business started to pick up. And soon, he wasn't just a one-man show anymore. He started having part-time workers. And gradually... It, it picked up and picked up and picked up. And now he's got a couple of workers working for him and they're out doing not only developmentally dis- the disabled children, they're also working with adult programs. They're working with senior citizen centers. They're working with giving lessons to able-bodied children and able-bodied adults and, He's doing a residency. Check this out. He's doing a residency at a library as well. He's he's performing at a library from from the wh- where Jim started, he's exploded. And why? Because he persevered and he's dedicated to helping he he dedicated himself to helping these developmentally disabled delayed children, and adults. He's also worked at addiction centers where helping people break their addictions. This guy is a selfless, hardworking human being. I just can't say enough good things about him. And, you know, I have to say, over the years, him and I have become friends. We've never met, only through the podcast and through the internet. We've spoke on the phone. But... I'm proud to say him and I have become friendly. I don't know if he's happy about it, but I am. I'm kind of happy about it. But he's just a genuinely nice guy and kind of selfless. And now he's putting out music as well. And talent, you talk about talent. This this guy puts out music that sounds like a... a a six-piece band is putting out all this music and he's playing every instrument On the uh, in the song. Every instrument. From the guitar to the drums to the triangle to whatever. He's playing every instrument. This man is a talent. Not only is he selfless, but he's a spectacular talent as well but i want you to i want you to hear for yourself i want you to hear from jim himself so i want you to sit back relax and if you've never met jim or if you met him before on the podcast here i want you to sit back relax and either i'm going to introduce you to jim for the first time or i'm going to reintroduce you to jim sit back relax and let me bring jim into the conversation here All right, and as I said, I promised you we have Jim Gavin, and he's been with us before. He's an he's an old friend of the podcast here, and we're gonna get an update. And you're gonna be surprised what he has to tell us, but I'm not gonna spoil it. So, how are you today, Jim? I'm doing well.
1: Thanks for asking, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. For how are come- you
0: doing? Good. I'm doing great. Thanks for coming nice. on again. I, I'm curious, what's going on in your life, the music man?
1: i love that you know that's actually the name that a lot of the places i go to know me by they know me as the music man seriously that's exactly what they call me
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i know I, sure. I i see you on i see you on facebook you you you're doing music i I've, I've bought a couple of your songs i have a couple in, in my in my library and you're doing great. I mean, every time I turn around, you have a new album coming out. You're doing a residency at a library. You're, you're like Billy Joel to me. So wow, <laughs> I'm telling you, you're all over the place. When we first that... met, when we first met, you were like this one guy doing work over the internet because of pandemics and stuff like that. And now, everywhere I turn, I see Jim Gavin. So tell us, what, tell us what you're doing now. What's your, what's your, because I know you're the busiest man right now in show business because <laughs> uh, I'm up early doing this interview with you.
1: <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to, for my own sake with the sessions that I normally run. So I normally run individual lessons uh with those who have developmental disabilities it could be children it could be adults i also have one one-on-one or private lessons with you know quote-unquote typical children that you know just want to learn an instrument and and I, I do group sessions at day programs so the day programs for adults who have developmental disabilities, they're only open during a certain part of the day. So I'm up and ready to go. Plus, I also have a seven-year-old son, so he gets himself at the <laughs> crack of dawn. Um, so we're, we're, I'm ready to go. I'm like, I, most mornings, I'm running a session at like 9 a.m. or 9.30. So whether that's a vocal session or a guitar lesson or I'm heading on my way to a day program, because day programs, most of them are open between like 9.30 and 2.30. So I'm, I'm, and I go to... I, Almost one every single day uh, during a uh, normal week, um, you know, not including the weekends. You know, and then I'll end up at a nursing home potentially that same day. And they like to have entertainment like right around lunchtime or right after lunchtime or right before lunchtime. So, yeah, I've already usually by like 2 p.m., I've run two or three one-on-one lessons. I've done a group session at a day program and sometimes I've already played at a nursing home by like 2 p.m.
0: Holy smokes.
1: Yeah. And then, but that's, that's just how my schedule is. But the beautiful thing about that is most days I'm done by like four. And there's, there's time in between, believe it or not. I, most days I'm able to still go on like a walk for 30 minutes or an hour, meet up with a friend for lunch. And I just, I found this way of being very efficient with my time and scheduling things out so that there's not a, like a sort of a wasted minute in the day. I still find time for myself. Even with the craziness of the schedule and then having to play the collections guy and then having to play the follow up guy with emails and making sure that this session is still going to happen or following up with support coordinators or case managers for this individual. And so, yeah, there's a lot that goes on on the front lines, I'd say, and then behind the scenes as well. Um, But yeah, that's, you know, programs for children at libraries, nursing home performances, day program, uh, group sessions, and then individual lessons mainly is what I do and what my small team now of three part-time employees also does, which is super cool. We are bringing in more and more work uh, for those who are helping out part-time. Just some good musician friends of mine that I've met over the years that want to do some some nice good work uh, supporting and serving people. Uh, instead of just, you know, playing at random bars and breweries. They want to do some more meaningful work. So I'm I'm most grateful, gracious, thankful, appreciative to have them. Wow.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Watch. I got tired (laughs) listening to that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Not not tired of you, Josh. I just got tired of listening to all the work you're doing. My God. Now, let me ask you. What communities do you serve? I know you serve the developmentally delayed community, right? yeah the developmentally disabled, and what other communities do you serve
1: so like mainly mainly it's the like you just said that those who are have developmental disabilities, but we also serve ch- just typical children you know through programs at libraries, so that could be anyone from toddler age to maybe ten years old. And these different fun library programs, just playing classic cover songs for kids, putting our twist, our own twist on already existing songs, and even throwing in some originals that I've written uh for kids about learning life skills, manners, and musical instruments mainly. Um and and, you know, in addition to to those two, we serve those who have Alzheimer's and dementia a lot when we go to the nursing homes. They we tend to get put to the those memory care units. And I find a lot of purpose and meaning. Being in those places, my grandfather was in a place similar to that. Uh, my on my mom's side and of uh, the family, and I also currently have a grandmother and grandfather on my father's side that have dementia. So, wow. unfortunately, it like runs in our family. So, it's one of those things that I see often, and I'm around it all the time. And I just feel like com- I feel compelled to go into places like that to be that bright light, be that Sort of positive influence and you know leave them feeling better and hopefully bringing back maybe a, a memory that they maybe forgot. Music has a way to bring that out. Can
0: I ask and, you? Um, can I ask you working with because I we um in our family we we dealt with that. How did how do they react to the music? The people with the dementia do they
1: well it depends on it depends on really how they're feeling that day too uh that will depend on how they react but generally i just try to play songs that i think those who are in their 70s 80s and beyond would know so it's a lot of songs from the rap pack it's patriotic songs it's songs for holidays it's one-off one-off singles from like johnny cash or elvis i mean you can't go wrong with those artists or or uh let's say uh, the beatles even um, and then some people will throw their own songs that they want to hear but generally the few places I go to, they'll get into it. Like some of them, there's some people that get up dance, really? which is really cool. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm just playing acoustic guitar and I have a foot tambourine I use, which is kind of fun and and uh, like a kazoo or a harmonica. So I try to be like a one man band. So maybe that's kind of and the way that I play guitar is very percussive. So it maybe makes them feel like there's a drummer or, you know, another person playing a percussion instrument along right. with me. Some of them get up and dance. There's, I see a lot of people singing, too. And sometimes it's not even singing with their eyes open. They might have their eyes closed because they're tired or they're just want to have their eyes closed. And I see that, which is really neat. I like to look at when I look out and I see people with their eyes closed but still mouthing the words or singing the words. So they're they're tapping into it somehow, even if they're subconsciously doing it.
0: That's cool. That's, that's excellent, actually. Yeah. It's got to be such a, a good feeling for you being there in front of them and seeing this all happening. That's got to be, uh, I can't even imagine, but I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm, I'm getting goosebumps listening to it. It's amazing and see, you're amazing because you can play all those different instruments. I, I learned that about you a while ago. You play or when you do an album, you're playing every instrument on that album.
1: Yeah, I can play several instruments. It's just something that I've been blessed to be able to do. I mean, I didn't know it for a long time, but I can most assuredly say with 100% confidence that music is the gift that was given to me. Um, I just kind of know what to do with instruments, even if I've never played them before. Um, some Some of the instruments are sort of translatable from one to the other. So like if you play guitar, the bass is similar to that. In my opinion, it's fair. It's easier because there's less, usually less frets and less strings uh, to worry about. So there's not as many combinations that you can do on a bass than you can with guitar. So you can kind of translate one instrument to the other. And Ukulele kind of lives in that space too. That I play. It's less. It's the same amount of strings as a bass. It's tuned different than a guitar or a bass. So you do have to put like a different mindset mm-hmm. um, into into playing that one specifically because. It, it's like if you play one chord on a guitar, it's a completely different chord on the ukulele. So I do have to really think, OK, I'm playing the ukulele now. I got to remember to play these sets of chords instead of how I'm used to playing them on guitar. <laughs> so there is a little bit of of that that goes into it. Yeah, I mean, it, I could just continue down the line with piano. My mom sort of played piano still does. Uh, and so I think I might have got some of my musical know how from her. Isn't it? and then yeah i mean I, I learned how to play the drums just from being at bands and we would take a break during band practice and i would just step on the drums and i'd play the drums in the car when i'm driving like it's when i'm stopped i kind of play the dashboard and i just got i was basically practicing drums without having a drum set for like a decade and then i bought myself a drum set and then i can play I mean not everything, but I can play a lot of lot of stuff on the drums. And there's other instruments that like little knick-knack instruments like harmonica and kazoo that I just have fun with. And it's one of those things that I just discovered that I can kind of fiddle around and, and mess around with and figure out. And you know, I don't I haven't taken lessons on anything, um, except for guitar. When I first started, my dad taught me a couple of chords. I went to one official guitar lesson and then i was like well this guy didn't really teach me anything because my dad had taught me sort of a a few chords he knew how to play some basic chords and i just went from there so yeah i don't i don't know how to read music never have i do it all by ear and intuition and just visual memorization wow
0: well i know i know listening to you you wouldn't you wouldn't know any different i've i've listened to a lot of your music and i I would think that you would. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I would. Th- I would think that you had years of lessons, listening to your music. I mean, you sound like a. You sound like a pro. You are a well, pro. I appreciate,
1: I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. You Thank are, you. I mean, you are a pro. It's taken. It's, it's taken a while to get to where I'm at musically. You know, even just being able to pick up a song and we, I've never heard before. I this happens to me all the time, uh, Jimmy. Is I will go to a well actually one of the other uh populations that we support and serve that i didn't touch upon was the, those who have drug and alcohol addiction too and so this happens a lot when i do uh, a session basically been doing virtual sessions still a, a couple uh mem- um drug and alcohol counseling like recovery centers uh, i get thrown cover songs all the time that i've never heard and so what i do is i just put on the song listen to it and i can not f- for the most part if it's like a falls in the popular sort of music way that you would normally do things musically. Right. Uh, in, in, like say popular stuff you might hear on the radio, I can figure it out before the song is over just by listening to it and figuring out the chords. And then I'll just pull up a lyric sheet online because I've, I've never heard the lyrics before and literally play it for them, like on, on the spot like that. Really, And it's, it's a lot of fun to do that because it's basically improv and I've, it, I, I'm not afraid to do things like that. I, am I use it as an example, actually, Jimmy, when somebody gives me something new, especially at a drug and alcohol counseling center, and I will literally say to them, I've never played this song. I'm going out of my comfort zone, but that's the best way to grow. I'm going to learn something new here. And maybe, just maybe, if you've never been sober in your adult life, maybe you could do the same, right? You're going out of your comfort zone. You're sharing your, your story with us here. You're doing something that you maybe never thought you could do like i'm doing right now by learning this song i've never heard before so i use it as a a teaching tool to let them encourage them to i'm going out on the limb and you are too and continue down that path of goodness so that you can stay sober and live a well-rounded better version of yourself life
0: excellent that's that's an excellent excellent example that's yeah that's really good
1: it's a bit of a stretch because it's like look going out of my comfort zone with music is not anywhere near, in my opinion, trying to stay sober if you're an addict. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's it's a small way in that they, I can relate to them with.
0: Right. It's yeah. a crack. It's a crack in the door. Yeah. yeah you're, you're cracking the door open at that point. But yeah. it's a start. Yeah, start somewhere, right?
1: right? Right.
0: Now, let me ask you, what's your favorite <coughs> genre of music?
1: Oh, well, these days, my favorite genre is Christian, like, inspirational songs. So I listen to a lot of K-Love I love that radio station Uh Um, that's just what's been really speaking to me really ever since my son's been born my son is seven now it just brings a lot of calm and peace and you know i'm I'm a very at least i i hope that i'm a very religious person i i try to be you know i fail just like everybody else does (laughs) (laughs) and i make mistakes and i'm not perfect and i i try my best and that's all we can do and I really resonate a lot with the Christian inspirational sort of songs that you might hear in that realm lately. And a lot of my songs that I've been writing have been falling into that vein. I think as a result of that and just paying attention to all the things that are happening in the world around me, trying to make sense of it and trying to put positive spins on maybe seemingly negative situations. I've kind of always done that with my writing, but now it's more overtly Christian and religious.
0: I was going to, I was going to say that because a couple of your songs, well, I, was, I would say most of your songs have that that type of, um, if you listen to it and you visualize it in your head, almost like you're looking at the sky and the sky is opening up to like a blue sky, if that makes sense to you.
1: If, oh, yeah. If, I love that imagery. <laughs> if,
0: if you, if it's like you listen, you, you're listening to your music and your music starts off slow and it's as if the sky is opening up to a bright blue sky. That's the way I, li- when I listen to your music, that's the vision I get. That's,
1: I love that. I love that vision. That's a great vision, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the only way I can explain it. It's it's like if you're watching a movie, if you're watching a movie on TV, and if you if one of your songs is the soundtrack, that's the way that the, the shot would open. It would open up to a blue sky over a mountain. It's, I
1: love that love that I love I love blue skies and I love mountains
0: yeah <laughs> but I, I was curious su- suppose like now you have this uh residency for lack of a better word yeah. at the library suppose someone one of the kids or one of the people there said to you I want to hear uh uh stairway to heaven from Led Zeppelin could you play that
1: I mean I could play enough of it to know to, for the, to get by yeah I know that song well enough yeah
0: yeah well if they <laughs> They wanted to hear back in black from acdc
1: oh yeah yeah i know that one yeah i've i so i my musical evolution i can give you a little bit of my musical evolution if you will um mm-hmm. i started learning guitar actually learning like classic rock and like heavy rock stuff that's what that's what i was into when i was 16 when i first started playing was into this heavier because i thought louder meant better <laughs> um <laughs> And my parents like did not like that because of course crank it up to a turn it up to 11 like they do in spinal tap (laughs) i would put it up real loud and just crank it i i I had a lot of fun with that just blasting it but i learned a lot of guitar riffs and scales and bits and pieces and and then full songs in the classic rock genre and then i went from there and got even heavier with more of like heavy metal hardcore for a little bit. Then I went into emo listening to like singer songwriter, emo bands. Uh-huh. Then I got into singer songwriter, like wh- singer songwriters. So like John Mayer and like Howie Day and Matt Kearney and Matt Nathanson. He's like one, cause like I was the singer songwriter. So I resonated with them. Um, cause they were solo guys doing their, their thing. And then I kind of went from there and started to get into like pop punk and when i was learning classic rock and rock and roll I was also listening to punk too a lot of like fast playing power chords so and then but that led me to where i am now listening to Christian inspirational music so it kind of went from really heavy to well like kind of heavy and fast to really heavy to Let's scale it back a little bit more acoustic singer-songwriter to where I am now listening to just kind of bi- big power ballads about God.
0: I so could been, never picture you as a punk. As
1: a yeah. Punk. I, I could picture love, you
0: more like James Taylor.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I love James Taylor. love James Taylor. But when I was 16, dude, I was a teenage kid, and I i guess I had some angst at <laughs> I you you could tell in some of the stuff I wrote too when I was going through college, like early eighteen, when I was eighteen, nineteen, I was writing a lot of kind of dark material. I was listening to a lot of dark material at that time, so it reflected in how I, you know, wrote my own songs.
0: I, I, <laughs> I, I just couldn't see you as a punk rocker. I I could I know, like, right? I know. Like, like I said, so, I could see you as James Taylor, Jim Croce, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, did you ever go like to Ozfest or anything like that? Did
1: I never went to Oz. I never went to Ozfest, but I went to. I've been to one-off shows for like hardcore bands like Slipknot and um, who else? Hate Breathe. I mean, these are like some really interesting names for bands. And but you know, I I never went to Ozfest. I went to warp Tour. I went to Bamboozled, which is like kind of punk. Punk, like pop punk punk bands, like maybe some slight hardcore bands that would go into that. Uh-huh. Um, are you familiar with those tours at all? Warp the warp tour or bamboozled?
0: No, <laughs> no. I was I was, in, I was into heavy metal, but I wasn't into punk punk rock. Yeah, or anything like that. I was more. I, well, I'm a little bit older than you too, but I was more into Led Zeppelin. I was into the oh, Stones nice. and stuff like that. But I. Nice. I, there's a fellow I want to introduce you to eventually. His name is Eric Alberto, and okay. he, he was he was a punk rocker. He 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 does a lot now. As a matter of fact, I'm going to send you a link to one of his. Awesome. He's a uh, he did the, he just did last year. There was a new version of the Amityville Horror, the movie, okay. and yeah. he he did the soundtrack for it. He he wrote and performed the soundtrack for it. He also performed in it. He was a, he was an actor in it. I interviewed him on the on the podcast. You have to see his music. You talk about dark, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but the guy is a sweetheart, absolute nice. sweetheart, and uh, very talented. But he like you, he plays by ear, and yep. he pl- and he he plays by color. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a it's a weird way that he does, but he's talented. He's like, you. he's super talented.
1: And that means a lot to me that you would say that, man. It, it's
0: oh, you guys are, and that's that's the other reason I love to follow you. I you know I I follow you on uh, Facebook <laughs> because right. you you are you are a super talent in
1: my opinion. And thank you, Jimmy. That means a lot to me. It does. I. It's a labor of love. It's been a long time coming and I try to use the gift that was given to me every day to make a difference. That's really what it comes down to, man. Like, like I you you do. You do
0: make a difference. I've seen I've seen the kids that you work with. You've shown me in the you've shown me in the past. Yeah. The kids and they they love you. A while back you and you had showed me shown me some uh video of uh, you know YouTube and they love you. But the music that you put out Like I said, you, you, you have a talent, you have the talent, you're sharing it. And that's a, that's, that's, if nothing else, that's got to feel great.
1: It does feel really good. I mean, the fact that I can, I think what the coolest thing about when I, when I create music, besides the fact that I don't know how to read music, because I think it's actually helped me not how to read when I, if I don't know how to read music, because I don't follow the theory to the T, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so, there's 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 pros and cons to both right i could never play like in an orchestra or like a philharmonic orchestra or something like that because you need to learn how to read music i can't really even perform even say like in church if i really wanted to unless you kind of told me the chords because looking at sheet music reading music notation i have no idea what i have just never learned it i never had the urge to learn it so i think by not by not knowing music how to read music it's helped me just improvise all the time. So I've lived my majority of my life in like a state of improvisation, but that has helped in just life in general because like life, nothing is 100% the way it's going to go the way you want it to go all the time and you have to improvise. You have to adapt and be flexible. And my whole music career for the 22 years has been that. Cause i don't know how to read music, so it's helped me be creative and think of playing an instrument maybe in a different way putting it in alternate tunings um not necessarily doing what's right by the book so to speak uh as far as like oh that's not the right chord to play there well i don't know any better i just did what sounded good more than what didn't sound good <laughs> well,
0: you can you and, can always look at it like you're playing from the heart yeah yeah you're playing yeah you're playing from the heart you're not playing from a script
1: Right. It's like I'm just trying to let the music flow through me and not try to think too much about is it right or wrong? Is it, is this, Does it sound good to me? And does it speak to me? And I'm letting the music come through me instead of trying to, like you said, read it off a script. Um, and there's nothing wrong with like learning how to read music. You know, not, I'm not trying to not at bash all. it. There's a, there's a time and place for everything. Everybody learns differently too. This is what I've been trying to tell my son, you know, with various things. Like everyone learns differently. You know, so not everybody's gonna need to learn how to read music. You know, I know people who can read music, but they have no idea how to improvise because they're just so used to reading the music on the sheet, and if it's not there, they don't know what to do.
0: Exactly. Well, so they're like
1: kind of paralyzed, they're kind of paralyzed by it a little bit. And you know, and for me, I just need to know what key the song is in. And I know I've been around music enough to be able to sort of figure out a few chords that could work in that key and and maybe improvise a solo and just have fun with it and be more free-flowing, and not rigid.
0: Right. Say. Well, look at the greats. Look at the greats in concert. I, I'm, and I'm only throwing this out there because I just watched one uh, a couple of nights ago, Dire Straits. Mm. And I love those guys. But if you listen to their studio work, which is by the book, and you listen right. to them in concert, the songs you can the songs aren't the same. Because right. in concert they're improvising.
1: Right, right, exactly. Yep. And in
0: the studio, they're buy the book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, in, in addition to that being my experience with music as as far as it comes to being able to be creative and put put out my own music and my own spin on things, is the fact that like you can record a song in your bedroom. Like, a lot of the songs you hear that I've released on Bandcamp and Spotify and iTunes and a lot of other digital distributors, I recorded in my, my room. I record in this music room I have. It's not even soundproofed. I have some sound shaping, so there is some, like, uh, sound foam that's up on the wall. Right. But it's by no means soundproofed. I use one condenser microphone and a USB interface and a laptop, and I can create all this great music and have it be fairly... Like stand up with the big boys, let's say, like <laughs> compete, compete with maybe some songs that you might hear on TV commercials or in a TV show or a movie or even on the radio, like the stuff that you can do using simple software programs. And if you know your way around it a little bit with effects and how to master and mix a little bit on your own, you could do a lot oh, sure. a very, hum- a very, a very humble setup. Sure. Yeah. So that's been really cool too and not only you know i, I can go on and, on and on but like i experiment with how i record too so it's not every album isn't done the same so some some albums are recorded entirely using the program logic which is like a software program for recording mm-hmm. and one and like my condenser microphone going in using my laptop there's other albums i've recorded entirely using my ipad with the inbuilt instruments on an ipad sure. and i and and maybe having my acoustic guitar go record it into the ipad and i've recorded albums 100 percent on my iphone on my phone because i wanted to experiment with how it sounded and some songs you would have no idea that i recorded it with my iphone that's my ipad or or a laptop and it's amazing like how good the stuff sounds the inbuilt instruments and the settings sometimes i record a song completely on my iPhone except for the vocals and I'll I'll send the song to myself in an email open it on my laptop record vocals using my microphone and then that's the song so it's kind of been fun to experiment with how I record where I record there's some songs I recorded in my car
0: and you you like, want to know you, you something? No Acousti- acoustically doing it, it in the car is this one of the best places or in a closet
1: it, right exactly you're like stuck in a closet in the dark or whatever but but it's really amazing what you can do with not a lot let's say you know you don't need to have a hundred thousand dollar studio exactly uh, and all the fancy bells and whistles yep so that's been really cool too
0: it is it is (laughs) well i don't want to hold you up because it's getting getting close to your running time (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> I'm just looking yeah. at the clock. But, Jimmy, it's been so nice catching up with you this morning. And yeah, likewise. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it so much that you took the time to come on with us. Thank and you for having me. No, no. <laughs> thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. And, well, we'll keep in touch, definitely. Yes. and Yes, we will. I'll I'll be watching you on Facebook, that's for sure. But... Nice. <laughs> but have a great day today. And knock 'em dead. Knock 'em dead. Good luck with everything.
1: Thanks, Jimmy. You have a great day too. I appreciate it.
0: You too, buddy. I'll talk to you soon.
1: All righty. Bye bye.
0: I'd like to thank Jim Gavin for joining us today. And if you'd like to learn more about Jim or his services or his music, or if you think you might know somebody that could use his services, check out his contact information in the show notes. We have a load of information about him in the show notes, so check it out. And I want to thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. And I want to remind you about an Apple a Day chat. You can find that at www.famousapple.com forward slash Apple Chat. Join us over there. It's everything to do about this podcast. You can chat about things that we talk about here, make suggestions for future episodes, find out about future episodes, who's coming on. It's a lot of fun. And I want to remind you of something. No one ever went blind by looking at things from the bright side. So give it a shot, my friends. And also, do yourself a favor and make someone smile. Be the reason somebody smiles today. You're going to love the feeling that it gives you. It becomes addictive. And you're going to feel good that you made somebody smile. Give them a hearty handshake, a wave, a pat on the back. Say something nice. It's It's a feeling that becomes addictive. It's a good addiction to have. So be the reason somebody smiles. Thanks again for stopping by. And I'm going to talk to you again tomorrow. Don't forget the apple fritters. Have a great one, my friends.
1: Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple. Your gateway to a happy, healthy life join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.